Be a rehearsal next week. Bridge with <laughs> Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's a good thing to be able to come into the house of the Lord. Now we do, we welcome those of you that are joining us by way of live streaming. But for us that are here, we have adhered to the scripture that says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. So we're going to enjoy the spirit of the Lord. We're going to be inspired by what this brother said. We're going to be inspired by what this sister did. This testimony, the fire is burning in this place. And for that, we are grateful. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. Lord, we do not take this opportunity for granted. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to be able to come to the house of prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you have brought us across another week, a week where some have seen some rough things, a week where there are those who have become bereaved, a week where there are things that have been depressing to people. But thanks be to God, you have enabled us to be here so we can be encouraged by your word. And for that, we are grateful. We ask, Lord, that you were blessed. Blessed through the scriptures that shall be read. Lord God, blessed through the songs that will be sung here today. Above all, Lord, blessed through the preached word. That it will not fall on deaf ears. That we will listen and that it will go into our hearts. 
and that we will leave here better than we were before we came. Bless us to leave this place with a new determination to do more than we did before we came. Thank you now, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give honor and we give praise to your holy and righteous name. And Lord, we ask that you will receive this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. We have come into this house to worship our Lord. The choir's coming.
Good morning. Our scripture for today is coming from Psalms 105, verses 1 through 11. Give praise the Lord, proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell all the wonderful acts. Glory is his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and judgments he pronounced. You, his, you, his servants and descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord of our God. His judgments are, are all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promises he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirms it to Jacob as a decree to Israel an everlasting covenant. To all you, I will give the land of Canaan as your portion will inherit. May the Lord have a blessing on the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his holy word. May we pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this assembly. Father, we ask now that you would help us collectively to join together and with one mind to glorify your name. Father, we are praying for those who are sick. Yes. And for those, Father, who are downtrodden. Yes, sir. We ask now your mercy upon them. Father, we ask forgiveness of our sins. And Father, we come asking that for those who are dealing with bereavement, that you would touch them as only you can and heal their pain. Father, for the one who will bring your word this morning, Father, we ask that you would stir our heart, focus our mind that we may receive your word joyously. As we anticipated, Father, we say hallelujah and amen. We confess your word. And Father, it is these blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're in a summer of psalms, a summer of songs. I said to you that one of the things we want to do this summer is get back into the hymn book. Amen. We want to see if you remember this hymn. Will the Lord remember me when I am called to go? You got to be old, church, to know that one. When I have crossed that chilly sea, will he his love that show? Your soul rejoice. Oh, will, oh, will, will, will the Lord remember me when I, oh, when I, when 
for taking us back. Today at 6 o'clock, the General Missionary Baptist State Convention will have a pre-musical at Greater Fairview. And I, I want all of the hands of K Chapel singing saints that will be there singing. Look at that. Look at all of our singing saints that will be there. So we want you there to support the uh, pre-musical at 6 o'clock at Greater Fairview. Now, this week coming is the State General Missionary Baptist Convention. Now, I know I've had you all practice before. Because I don't take it lightly when the president is in the house. If 
President Biden was here, I wouldn't even have to ask you, would I? He said, the President of the United States, da, da, da. And you were like, ah! My daddy used to say, it's a poor frog that won't croak in his own pond. Now, I got the announcement to make, but I want us to do what we're going to do Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. We're going to recognize our own when we get over to Greater Pearly Grove, right? And, and if Cade Chapel don't do it, we can't expect nobody else to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my great honor to introduce to some and to present to others the president of the General Missionary State Convention, the Reverend, the great Reverend, Reginald Buckley. You may be seated in the presence of God. Now, don't y'all forget, Monday night. All right? Now, when we get to uh, Pearly Grove, the, there are registrations that are required. There are divisions that will be meeting. And we want everybody. Our state women president, would you please stand? All right, that's week now. Sister Mary Coleman. Sister Mary Coleman, your very own state president. Hallelujah. We, we will have the layman's division. How many folks are here with the layman's division? Okay, come on, y'all, claim it. The Urshas division. And you know our very own Obra Porter and, and Dr. Laney Spam McBride will be directing four different choirs. The music division. Did I leave out anybody? Yes, I did. I left out the children. The children division. And we know they will be meeting at Tougaloo College all week. So anybody that's not going, we want you to pray for us that people that are traveling from across the state would arrive safely and that we will have a spiritual and productive convention. Amen? And we left out my wife who was over the women's division. I got her, my own lily pond. Come on, baby, stand. The women choir. The women choir. Yeah. Dr. Cecile. Cecile, right. See, he knew he had to go home. <clears throat> now we have an opportunity to hear from one of our candidates. And Dr. Adeline Stingley is here with us. And we're going to ask her to come to the podium to my left. And uh, Dr. Stingley, we, we have just one little rule, and that is that you can speak for two minutes. And then... Uh, we, are, we will be glad to hear all that you have to tell us about your candidacy for the state legislature. Only question I have is when does that two minutes start? <laughs> because I must 
honor the man and the leader of this house. God bless you, your pastor, Buckley, and I uh, want to acknowledge also his, his uh, right and left hands, all of the uh, men you. of God, the women of the house, the uh, members of this great congregation. I walked in, and uh, I've seen some familiar faces, Brother Ashley and the others that are here, Representative Coleman, and uh, can that two minutes start now? Thank you. I'm Dr. Eileen Stingley, and I am here on this morning, and I'm honored to be here because I am in a race that is critical for the citizens of this great state. I'm in the race because decisions have been made that are going to impact each of us negatively. I mean our children, I mean your families, everyone. Decisions about clean and safe access to water, potholes that are in the streets, unsafe bridges, fully funded education, and I have the audacity to believe that better is coming. I believe that Mississippi can do better, Mississippi can be better, and frankly, you deserve better. For those of you that don't know me, I am a lifelong resident of the state of Mississippi, attended Murrah High School, have lived at, in uh, District 72 for over 40 years. Again, attended Murrah High School, went to the University of Southern Mississippi, received graduate degrees there in health policy and administration, and an earned doctorate. I said earned from the University of Mississippi School of Dentistry, where I have the foundation for my health care uh, profession. I'm the only individual in the race, my brothers and my sisters, who has served in a capacity both the legislative and executive branches of an organization where I've been involved and engaged in creating legislation and reviewing it, which is one of the roles of the legislature. I'm the only candidate in the race who has uh, been involved in budgetary processes, reviewing, considering budgets, and then appropriating over $20 million annually for a number of years for the operation of an international uh, organization. I'm the only healthcare professional in the race who has seen and experienced firsthand as a provider of healthcare services for citizens throughout the state of Mississippi. Somebody once said, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. But with your health, you have everything. We have 220,000 people walking around without uh, health care. Is that two minutes? Thank you, you need your health care. Vote Dr. Eileen Stingley. Let's move Medicaid expansion and this state in a positive direction. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Stingley, for coming and visiting with Cade Chapel today. We have two emphasis this morning, uh, one on the pastor's anniversary and the other one from uh, Marie uh, Divinity on our Sunday School project with Walton. So, Ms. Divinity, would you please come? Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Acts 20th chapter, 35th verse states, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The first day 
for Jackson Public School back to school schedule is August the 7th. In order to assist the students at Walton, which is our adopted school, we would like to get them off to a great start this year. So, by doing this, we would like to ask you to provide school supplies for our students. Now, there are several ways that you can do this. First, you can bring school supplies here, and there will be a container in the old fellowship hall where you can just leave the school supplies. Or we're going to have two Saturdays, July 22nd, July 29th, between the hours of 9 a.m. and 12 noon, you can just drive by the um, gym, the Family Life Center there, and there will be someone that will be glad to pick up those items from you. Or you can just write Walton on an envelope, on our envelopes that we have here at church right there behind your pew. You can just write Walton and drop them off in the basket each Sunday that you come, drop off a small donation for Walton, or you can donate electronically. Go to the K Chapel app, click on donations, and you will see a link there for Walton Elementary back to school. There's going to be a school supply list in the foyer area, so you can pick up that list and decide what you would like to buy. We thank you in advance for your donations. Thank you. Now we will have um, Miss Davis and Brother Gaines are coming. We have a duo here to talk about the pastor's anniversary. Good morning. Well, <laughs> it's pastor's anniversary time. <laughs> we honor our pastor for three reasons. First, because we love him. Second, because he loves us. Third, because he fills our souls on Sunday morning. We are asking each adult member for $75. Now you can bless the pastor in multiple ways. You can bless him by the envelope system, <laughs> or you can bless him by using the K Chapel app on your phone. <laughs> Whichever way you bless the pastor, it's your business. <laughs> How much you bless the pastor with 
is your business too. For God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> Good morning, church. Good morning. Uh, to re say what she went on, what she said, uh, I want to say about the pastor. Uh, he's been a good shepherd to this church. Uh, he's taken care of us. Uh, he's been a leader to this church. He's been a leader to the community. Uh, he's he's helped people that have been in disaster. Not only the people in Jackson, but he's been out. He goes out to, to the state. People, people uh, having trouble, he shows up. And he's a good man, and uh, he's a righteous man. So that reminds me of a saying I heard. It says that all men, souls, are immortal. But the soul of the righteous, they are both immortal and divine. So we need to bless our pastor on the fifth Sunday. Show him our appreciation. Thank you. Well, <laughs> you all see the seat where Reverend Don is, right? So he can't do this today. Let me see how well I do. It's tithes and offering time. You can give by the number that you see on displayed. You can give by envelope. You can bring your tithes and offerings to the church. But whatever way you give, God wants you to be a cheerful giver. So now we will have our tithes and offering.
Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving to us so that we can take a portion and give back to you. May what we give glorify your name, spread your kingdom here on earth. It is these blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. We are certainly grateful and thankful for the Lord blessing this church in a marvelous, marvelous way. He continues to add to our church, and we're excited this morning to be able to extend the right hand of fellowship to our newest members. Amen. 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 And so won't you help me welcome Irene Moore, Billy Brown, Mackenzie Harrell, Sydney Hopper, and Marlon Jackson, who are ready to receive now the right hand of fellowship. Our newest members, won't you come? Come on and give them a great big K Chapel welcome, y'all. Chapel. Psalm 107, verse 20. It says, He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. When someone is going through illness, it is important for their brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for them. We do not know how God will answer those prayers, but we can be confident that he hears them and will answer them in his perfect way and will. So as a church family, let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, naming the Roberts family, the Martin, the Chiplin and Jackson, and the Ashford families. I'm happy to report that this week we have not received any death reports. In the hospital or the nursing home or at rehab, we have Deaconess Minnie Ellis and Brother Benny Larry. Recovering at home, we have Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Herman Porter, Sister Sarah Cooper, 
Brother Charles Hodge, Brother Lee Ewing, Brother Joe Lowry, Sister Jackie Simmons, Sister Gloria Greer, Miss Jessica Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bonnie Scott, Brother Jeffrey Simmons, Sister Irene Shepherd, Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Brother Kelvin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Jr., Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, Sister Dorothy Jones, and Brother Jerome Thompson. Also asking for prayer at this time is Ms. Cass Smith, Mrs. Janet Sherrod, Mrs. Carolyn Jackson of Montgomery, Alabama, Mr. Reginald Duvall of Houston, Texas, and Sister Bonnie Harris is requesting prayer for her nephew, Mr. Jeffrey Donald of Mableton, Georgia. And as always, we remind you to pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen. this altar this morning. Come on, meet me at this altar. It's been a long time since we've been able to do this together. But we ought to thank God that we can. There's still power in a praying church. I say there's still power 
in a praying church. Anybody know the Lord has been good to you? Can anybody testify that it's the grace of God that brought you here? Been through many dangers, toils, and snares, but thank God that you're here. Somebody ought to give a shout right now. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. My God, my God. Mm. Mm. Y'all feel that? I ain't by myself in the My God, my God. We hadn't been able to touch each other for a long time like this. Y'all feel that? My God, my God. My God, my God. Thank God for digital church, but it's something about feeling this right here. My God, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you this morning. We thank you this morning that you are a prayer hearing and prayer answering God. Thank you, God, that in changing times, you are always the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore, you're still God, and you're still good. God, you've heard the cries. You've answered the calls. And for that, we say thank you. Time hadn't gotten too dark that you couldn't shine a light on it. We hadn't gone too deep that you couldn't lift us up. And God, we say thank you. Through the storm and through the rain, you've been a very present help. And God, we say thank you. Lord, you've been fighting for us. You've been holding our hands. You've been keeping cover over us. Oh God, we say thank you. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Lord, we bless your holy name. God, right now, for every person that's been lifted up in this ministry of one, we thank you for one anotherness. The fact that we can call our brothers and sisters' names and lift them up to you, and you'll hear our prayer and answer on our behalf. Thank you, God, that you're touching right now in the hospitals. Thank you, God that you're restoring right now in the rehab centers. Thank you, Lord, that you're touching the prisoners and the 
ones who are stuck behind prison doors. Thank you, God, that you are where we cannot be. God, right now, somebody's here, and they're not here for somebody else, but they're standing saying, it's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. But Lord, before I ask you for anything, let me thank you that I'm standing. Let me thank you for giving me strength to just be standing. Standing in the need of prayer. So Lord, I pray now that you would restore broken homes. I pray that you would restore broken marriages. I pray that you will fix mean minds and cold hearts. And God, I pray that you will give some young person that which they need to know that God, you hadn't left them. You hadn't forgotten about them. And if they just keep their hand in your hand, that that the thing that's got them worried right now, it won't be that way always. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy, joy, joy is coming in the morning. So thank you for joy. This joy I have world didn't give it to them. This joy we have, the world can't take it away. We have joy on the inside that's showing on the outside. Thank you now. We bless you and we love you. And we thank you that you hear our prayer. We thank you that we can hold hands we thank you that we can stand close to one another we thank you that we can sit in the sanctuary we thank you Bless you, God. Thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. We believe it in Jesus' name. We claim it in Jesus' name. For his sake we pray. Amen. And amen. Come on and give God some praise.
Yes, the Lord is my strength. My redeemer. That church say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. To our pastor and his family. To our musician. And this wonderful choir. To my fellow ministers in the gospel, deacons, each and every one of you. Did I miss anybody? Well, we're going to make sure we don't miss nobody. I'm just going to say greetings to all saints and sinners, if there be any in the house. That's all we miss. I know I won't miss nobody there. <laughs> well, we're on another mission. Pastors gave me an assignment, and I have to look at this assignment as from a military perspective. In other words, I know a little bit about missions. There's only two things I need to know about mission. Well, the first thing I need to know, how am I to fulfill this mission? Either by any means necessary or strictly by the book. Now, last time we was here, we went by any means necessary. <laughs> because he said I was on my own. But today, We got to go by the book. We got to go by the book. And one thing that I know, when I have to do things about the book, the commander in chief, which is our pastor, I know if he want me to do this by the book, he going to have to provide me with the weapons, the tools, and everything, the maps, and everything that I need. And he did that. He sure did. He sure did that. Now, I'm going to be using the English Standard Version. But I'm still going to need you all help in fulfilling this mission, even though it's by the book. Can I depend on your assistance this morning? <laughs> Amen. If that's the case, Follow me as I read our passages of scripture for today, this morning. It comes from Psalms chapter 105. Uh, it has 45 verses, but I'm just going to share verse 4 through 6, and we'll pick up the rest of them as we go along. It reads, Seek ye the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence. Continually, remember the wonderful works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen one, let us pray. Almost heavenly gracious Father, I need you right now. 
But, Lord, I'm calling you, and I want to give you praise and glory right now, for you're worthy to be praised. Lord, we pray for your Holy Spirit to move in a mighty way this morning. We ask that, Lord, that you go through every road, through every aisle, and heaven fall and touch everyone. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. My Lord and my Redeemer, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Just briefly this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject of remembering the goodness of God. Remembering the goodness of God. This psalm of remembrance retells the history of God's presence in humanity while focusing on the acts of salvation and redemption in the past. See, these psalms of remembrance turn our hearts toward gratitude as we remember God's grace in his specific actions, the miraculous and major historical events, not only in the past, but also in the days. See, the goodness of God should lead us to praise him, obey him, and to tell the lost world all about him. See, throughout the Bible, we find various reflections reminding us about how important it is to not forget what does say the Lord, or but to remember the word of God and what does says the Lord. Example, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it says this. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power. To get wealth, to establish his covenant with thee, thy father. And then in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says this. It says that, but this book of the law shall not be part out of your mouth. But meditate in it day in and day out. Do not, according to, and do everything that is written. Then and only then shall thou have prosperity good success and well-being and blessing from the Lord. Now, in Proverbs chapter 3, I like this one. It says, my son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments for the length of days and long life and peace shall they be added to thee. Now, God's people are remembered and instructed to always give thanks and remember his goodness about what he has done, especially when it comes to salvation. Let me see if you remember this. Do you remember what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 and 26? Do you remember it says, on the night of his betrayal, while sitting at the table with his disciples, the Bible says that he took bread and he broke it. Give me thanks. He said, take this and eat, for this is my body, which shall be broken up for thee. He said, do this, what? In remembrance of me. And then likewise, the Bible said he took the cup. He 
said, this is my blood. The blood of the everlasting covenant will shed, be shed for sins of this world. He said, take and drink also in remembrance of me. For as long as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you shall show the Lord death till he's come. Didn't he say if, he's, if, you, if you're in agreement, just say amen. 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 Now, this morning in Sunday school class, I made a statement, and I say, uh, if I say something that you agree with, just say amen. That's good enough. But if I say something that you disagree, it's all right to just say, Lord, have mercy on me. <laughs> if I hear that, then we'll see. Get with you after church, and we're going to go to the manual, okay? Amen. So we see remembering is so important to the Christian faith that the very act of communion around the Lord's table is about remembering. See, as we repeat these words, do this in remembrance of me. So, so much of what we strive for together in our fellowship is all about remembering. Remembering God's abiding love, remembering his care through the ups and downs of life, remembering God's presence and promise in the darkest days, remember God's call to justice, love, kindness, walk, humbly, remember to trust God and seek to serve him and him alone. He said, remember that. Now, the exposition of 105 calls for God's people to display the act of remembering, to give him thanks and praise in response to his wonders of all things that he's done. In verse 5, it says, which is the book of the psalm, highlights God's specific work with the Israelites, beginning with the covenant with Abraham, focuses on the exodus from Egypt and the movement of the promised land. Listen as I begin to read to you verse 1 through 11. Verse 1 starts off and says, oh, give thanks. That's the only right thing to do. That should be the first thing. <laughs> That's the only right to do. Oh, give thanks. To who? To the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of his wonderful words. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Now verse 5, don't forget this one. Say, remember the wonderful works he has done. His miracles and the judgment he uttered. O offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen one. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Verse 8 says it. He is mindful of his covenant forever. God don't forget what he promised to you. Huh? Of the word. That he commanded for a thousand years. The covenant that he made with Abraham. His son promised to Isaac. Which he confirmed to Jacob. As the statue of Israel. As an everlasting covenant. Saying to you I will give the land of Canaan. And as a portion for an everlasting inheritance. So if you are looking for a brief history. Of a biblical story. And how God was always present. And always at work in that history. During that time. And even today during this time. 
Psalm 105 is a nice place to look at. In those first 11 verses, we get the general reminder to remember, give thanks, call on God's name, sing unto him, glory in his name. Remember the wonderful works that he has done, for God is our God. Then in the following verses, verses 12 through 15, the song get a little bit more into specifics of our biblical history to help our remembrance for the present, for the fears, for the chaos in our lives. Where we were few, this is what it says now, where we were few, where we were few, where we were few in numbers and strangers in a land and wandering from a nation to nation this refers to Abraham and Sarah and their descendants in the stories of Genesis. He allowed no one to oppress them. Remember he said, touch not my anointed one. Don't you do that. He allowed no one to oppress him. He rebuked the kings for his, their sake, saying, touch not my anointed one. Do my prophets no harm. And then in verse 16, verse 22, it says that when a phantom broke out, of God took care of his people. A phantom broke out, but God took care of his people. He sent a man ahead of them named Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Sold as a slave. Now on the surface now, it appears that God's people will suffer and struggle like everyone else. But as we continue in the story of Genesis, it tells it God never deserted his people. He was always there. God was always at work. Remember Joseph? By God's grace became an instrument of help and care, not only for the family, but the greater purpose of God. Remember Joseph now. Brother sold him to slave. He went there to Egypt. He got false accused. He went to jail. It's bad enough to go to jail when you're guilty. But when you go to jail, he ain't did nothing. <laughs> That's a terrible situation to be in. <laughs> Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> oh, remember, let me see, where was that? <laughs> yeah, y'all gonna have to help me on that one, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so in verse 26 through 37, it says that then Israel came to Egypt. Slaves in the land, but God sent his servant Moses and Aaron, whom he had chosen. Pharaoh, he told Pharaoh, let my people go. But after signs and miracles, after God brought plagues and darkness on Egypt, God brought Israel out with silver and gold. And there was no one among the, their tribe who stumbled and struggled. Even though they lived as slaves, God delivered them. He came and rescued them. But Pharaoh would not listen. What said, thus said the Lord. So when he told Moses, tell him, let my people go. Now, I'm going to say that that's some similarity I noticed 
between Juneteenth and this lesson as I prepare for it today. I couldn't help but to recognize the similarities between the Jews celebrating of the Passover and African Americans celebrating Juneteenth. See, they both are the reminder of the goodness of God, which should lead us to praise him, obey him, and tell the whole world about him. I, would, I had intended just to stop right there, but I think I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Juneteenth. I know it's last month, okay? So don't think I'm up in the same. All right? Last month, we celebrated Juneteenth, okay? We celebrated in various different ways. Fireworks, barbecue, picnic, festivals, and all that. But I want to share something with you that you don't have to wait until next year to celebrate Juneteenth. And this is the way you do it. You can do it every day. And one of the reasons, one of the ways you can celebrate is to remember your rights. I say that simply because in this world that we live in today, the only thing that matters, other than Jesus Christ, of course, is your freedom. That's the only thing that matters. I say that simply because, as you remember, recall, in January the 1st, 1863, Abraham Lincoln passed the Emancipation Proclamation. But the only one that was able to take advantage of, of freedom was the one that knew about the law. Yeah. If you don't know the law, your rights, how can you celebrate? Two and a half years later, January, no, not January, June 19, 1860. Two and a half years later, a general by the name of Gardner, no, Gordon, Gardner, and some Union soldiers went down to Texas, Gaveston, Texas, and delivered to them because that was some African Americans there didn't know they was free. They were still being enslaved. And he told them all about it and set them free. You see, what good, what good now for you to not know your rights and your freedom? Now, freedom, you have to pass that on to the next generation. But you got to remember this. You can't just pass freedom on to the next generation. Because freedom is something you got to fight for and protect. Amen. We need to pass that on to the next generation and they do the same. Yes. Because if we don't, there is a good possibility that one day you may be sitting on your porch telling your children and your grandchildren what it used to be like when men was free. So remember your rights. Remember the law. 
That's the best way to celebrate Juneteenth. So now it's 39 verse 41 tells us that as our people, as God's people moved from Egypt through the wilderness, God spread the cloud for covering and fire to give them light by night and gave them food in abundance from heaven. He opened up the rock when they were thirsty and water gushed out of a rock. See, God can make a way out of nowhere. All we got to do is just remember and trust him. See, this psalm that we're speaking from today is a remind us that the best things in life may be just on the other side of our greatest fears, our deepest setbacks. See, remembering displays for us how God is always at work. Given in the worst moments, like when Joseph was sold off into slavery, for God was at work making a better way out of that situation. See, remembering displays for us how God never desert us and provide everything that we need. In the desert, remember it was in the desert. In the desert, and care came in critical times. Even when it seemed like God was not there, God was working things out for the good. I like what John said in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And this is what John said. I'm not done. Paul. Y'all didn't say, hey, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Y'all ain't sleep over this morning, right? <laughs> All right. Paul said in Romans 8, 28, it said, and we know that all things will work out for the good for those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Now, that is God's word, so that's a guarantee. That means no matter what you go through in life, all means all. Even sickness, disease, death, losing your job, it all includes that. But there are two requirements for that to be a guarantee and to be effective in your life. The first requirement is that you must love the Lord. Now, we ain't talking about no lip service now. Jesus said that if you love me, you'll keep my command. And the other requirement is you must be willing to call. And the Bible tells us whom he called, he justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. So you got to be saved in order for this to work in your life. See, God is always working it out. So, how often, give you an example, how recently have you heard this statement? God won't give you more than you can handle. You hear that all the time, don't you? Maybe you have heard it, or maybe you have said it to someone else in the midst of their hard time. And maybe that statement tends to be helpful, but when you really think about it, it's one of those shallow comments that needs a bit more thought. So let us start with the first four words of that statement. God won't give you. See, when we say that, what we are really implying is that whatever happens to us, 
whatever painful, difficult, frightening situation we are in comes from God. God somehow gave it to us. Well, certainly, now, in the way that Psalm 105 reviews the history of God's people, so we remember God's abiding care. God is not ever the one giving or creating the hardship, the difficult. God is not the one causing the crisis or fear. Remember what Paul told his son in the gospel, Timothy and 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God had not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. See, the only thing God is doing is making a new way out of no way that leads to God's purpose and his plan. Now, that is the gospel. So in conclusion, I hear you, Pastor, I hear you. So in conclusion, <laughs> here is the deal. We will face adversity in our life. We will experience hardship. We will find ourselves at a major crossroads. Maybe in our work or our job, our personal lives, or with our relationship with others, medical diagnosis, or as a nation. We may struggle with debilitating depression or suicidal thoughts, or anxiety so real that we are not sure what to do. In other words, we don't know what to do. But I'm here to try to tell you, what do you do when you don't know what to do? See, these things can absolutely feel like more than we can handle. What scripture shows us what Psalm 105 shows us is not that we won't go through hard times. What scripture shows us and promises us that at all times, good or bad, God wants to be and remain our help and strength. The hardship and struggles are not part of God's plan. They are not sent by God. They are part of the human experience. Because he made a promise that we will go through trials and tribulations. Didn't he do that? All right. So what God does, what God is about, is walking through it with us. Always care. Never departing us. He promised light for the darkness, hope for the despair, love and justice for all. See, it is not that God won't give you more than you can handle. It is more true and more promising that God would help you Handle all that you have been given. That's all he's saying. So we see here today that Psalm 105 displays the amazing love, abiding care, endless acts of God. By remembering God's faithfulness, remembering the stories of God's boundless care working for God's purposes or with God's strength for whatever happened in our lives. So remember. God is trustworthy. God is powerful. He's always at work. And he promised to never leave you. He promised never to forsake you. That he will always be with you, even until the end of the world. God bless you.
anybody want to go with it? I've come too far. to us. Yes, he's been better to us than we have to ourselves. The door's open. The door's open. And for those of you that are visiting us, with us, from your live stream and the audience, remember how God took fishermen of fish and made them fishermen of men. Remember the chief persecutor of the Christian. God made an apostle out of him. And ladies, remember what he did with Deborah. He made her a judge. He took Moses' sister. Deborah and made a prophetess of her, of her and if that was not enough he took a young virgin girl and impregnated her and she became the mother of Jesus remember what God can do for us the doors open it's not too late to come for those of you who are wanting to join with us, you can go to my left and see Sister Butler. And for those of you that are asking for prayers for yourselves or just for someone you know that need to be prayed for, that you want to just stand in for and pray for them, you can go to my right. Remember how good he was to you. 
He can be the same for others. Remember it? When your soul was in the lost and found, and it was God who came along to claim it. God is. The door's open to you. They're still open. It's not too late. Remember it? He gave his spirit to the side. The nail to the handprint. God is. God is. Oh, God is. The door's open. you can call someone will answer you but when I think of his goodness and all he's done for me I don't know what your soul does but my soul shouts hallelujah but when I think of how he saved me how he kept me my soul shouts hallelujah we do ask, we do ask that you keep our convention in your prayers. As has been mentioned, we are entering into session beginning this evening uh, with our pre-musical uh, over at Greater Fairview. We'll be meeting all this week through Thursday 
at the Greater Pearly Grove, it would do your pastor's heart good. I'm talking about me now. It would do me good. On my annual address, this is the second address I'm able to give. It would do me good to look out and see your faces in the place. 11 a.m. on Thursday. 11 a.m. on Thursday. Now, I know that means some of y'all, you say, I'm at work, Reverend. Amen. I ain't going to tell you to take off work. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to tell you to take off work. Amen. It would do me good to see you. Amen. It would do me good to see the deacons. Amen. Uh, our officers, our ministers, it would do me good to see you there. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Thank you.